Good morning, Sophie. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Mornings on Main Street for this Friday, the 23rd of February. I'm your host, Stephanie Miller. Thanks so much for joining us today. We always love having you stop by. I don't know about you, but I am ready for the weekend. I only wish it was a three-day weekend, not a two, but you know, that's a conversation for another day. Let me share with you what's in store for the show today. We're traveling to Springfield in Robertson County to take you inside of the Robertson County History Museum. Not only do you have a number of interesting and cool pieces of history that make up the history really uh, there in Robertson County, but the building itself is historic. It was built in the early 1900s, and you get to hear a little bit of that story in just a few minutes. While we're there, we also share with you their newest exhibit. In fact, a ribbon cutting just happened this week for the Wessington Plantation exhibit. We'll share the curator behind that particular exhibit, how long he's been working on the exhibit and what it means to him. Also today in our Tennessee Traveler with Tom Atkinson, he takes us to Bowling Green to the Corvette Museum. If you have not made a trip, well, after you hear from him, you'll probably want to get that on the calendar. And then we have a business feature of the Protein Snack Shop located in Smyrna, they have an interesting story of how they got started, but what keeps them going? And I tell you, their protein snacks are tasty. I was able to taste a few of those and take them home. Let me tell you, it's delicious. And you might want to add that to either your snack or lunch, but we'll have their story for you as well coming up in a little bit. And then toward the end of the show, you get to hear about the special kids race coming up in Murfreesboro, where those dollars will go and how it's going to be helping children there in that area. And then we have a little bit of at the zoo for you and the highlight today, a turtle. And you'll get to hear all about that toward the end of the show. But first, let's get to check the weather and what we can expect with a team at Tennessee Valley Weather. From the Tennessee Valley Weather Channel, this is your weekend weather. Happy Friday. I'm Kelly Rawson here in the Tennessee Valley Weather Center with a look at your weekend forecast. And we are going to be a little bit chillier for the next few days, including today for your Friday temperatures in the upper 50s, upper 50s once again on Saturday. But we will have plenty of sunshine for the near future. We warm up, though, nicely heading into Sunday with temperatures reaching the upper 60s across southern middle Tennessee. And then beyond that, we get even warmer. Check this out. Heading into Monday, we are going to be in the lower 70s, mid 70s by Tuesday with just a few rain showers. But then heading into your Wednesday, we stay in the 70s. But we are watching that system for the potential for some strong storms here in southern middle Tennessee. But until we get to Monday, we are going to be dry. So this weekend is looking fantastic. Just a stray shower by Monday. And then, of course, we are keeping an eye on Wednesday. 
Much of Robertson County's history can be found inside of this building. It is the Robertson County History Museum located in Springfield. We have Janet Palmore with us. She is the director and curator here at this incredible museum. Thank, Thank you so much for oh, your time. You're welcome. Thank you for coming. You know, as soon as you step in the door, like you know you are in a piece of history here in Robertson yes, County. And I just want to start off with this was a post office. This was a post back office. Back in the early 1900s. Yes, ma'am. Construction started on this building in 1913 and was completed in 1915, where it operated as a postmaster, a post office to about 1964. Okay and now it houses Robertson County's history. Yes, ma'am, but before that, it housed the first ever YMCA. No kidding. Mm -hmm. First ever in the county? I believe it was the first ever in the county. That is an interesting piece of, piece of history here. What else will people learn when they come in? So when they come in, they're going to learn more about our history, of course, our tobacco history, our distilleries that we had here in the county, of course, our Wessington exhibit, um, and all the different agriculture things we have here in the county. So walk me through. You walk in, and again, you cannot miss your tobacco portion, which you is cannot. what you see right behind That's us. That's right. What is significant here, the items that you have? So the items that we have here, of course, we have a replica banner sign of the world's finest dark fire tobacco that would have hang, hung over the street. Uh -huh. um, it is currently no longer standing, but we do have a few pieces here that pertain to that sign. And then of course we have the tobacco pegs. That's very prominent if you're doing tobacco. Um, the hogs heads that they would have put the tobacco in the barrel and shut it down and that's how they would have locked it. And of course that's we have right. some of the tobacco leaves that would have been, you know, early and last fired in the county. I don't think I realized tobacco leaves were as big as what that, what they They're are. pretty big. Huh. Yep. Fascinating. Okay. Also, what was known in this area, the distilleries. Yes, ma'am. How many distilleries? We had at least over 60 here in this county. Did that number surprise you when you learned it? No, not really. No. <laughs> not really. Uh, yeah, I think it was at least 60, no more than 90. Okay. So in addition to what you can learn about the distilleries, what else can you learn here? So what else you can learn here is, of course, our military. We have a military and war room right downstairs. We have a replica of Main Street, which houses three or four exhibits of what would have been on Main Street at one point, including a funeral home. Of course, Austin and Bell, the oldest funeral home in the county. Mm. Um, and then we have a dentist office, a barber shop, and a general store. Incredible. And you, so this is three stories or just two? It is currently this level and a lower level. I'm hoping to open up the top level by the end of the year. And you've been the curator and director here now for two years. Mm -hmm. I have been. What is your goal when you come into a position like this and you know this is an established uh, history museum for the county, what is one's goal when they walk into a position? So my goal this year is to bring more STEM activities for children. That way we can be a little more hands-on um, and also to bring more information in about all the different areas in our county. We are the county museum. I want to represent every little municipality we have here in this county. How far are you, I guess, in that particular project? Um, I'm just starting that project because I just finished the Westing one. Oh, fantastic. Can't wait to talk with you maybe here in a couple of years once Absolutely. that really is going. What also, something else I love is the continued history. You have a highlight of not only the Coca-Cola plant, yep. but also a very popular and well-loved coach yes. from the Robertson County area. Can you tell us about both those areas? Yes, so the Coca-Cola was bottled here in the county, but there was also several other things bottled here in the county, of course. Um, but yes, it was right down here where Light 
Redstone Bride is now, and um, we have some of the bottles that would have been the last stamped here in the county. How cool is that? And then what about the coach? Because that is a popular exhibit here. That is a very popular exhibit. People come in because, of course, they either played for the coach or they had family that played for the coach, but he was coach from about 1928 till I think 72 when he retired. Okay, and for the exhibits, how long do they stay up? Or these permanent exhibits? So here? we do have quite a bit that is permanent that will be updated this year. Um, we have about six that'll be updated this year and I have um, several areas that are temp exhibits that get changed out all the time. There is a new exhibit that I'm curious whether it will be a permanent or just a temporary. Time with Westington? Yes. Okay. Westington will probably be permanent. Okay, the Westington Plantation exhibit that is up now, which is something we're going to learn more about here in just a little bit on Mornings on Main Street. But before all of that, is there anything else that we need to know? Um, so if you come, I would suggest you plan to be here about an hour and a half to two hours, because normally once you start reading, it does take a while for people to kind of see everything. There's a lot to take in. Mm -hmm. um, and make sure you tell your friends to come back and see us. Well, I don't know why people wouldn't do that. This is such an interesting building with so many incredible, incredible historical items that have been preserved to pretty pristine condition. Yes, ma'am. How do you make sure they stay as pristine as possible? So um, once we take them in, I go through them very carefully and then I package them or however I need to to preserve them. Fantastic. And where else can we learn all of this about the Robertson County History Museum? So you can actually visit us on Facebook under Robertson County Historical Society or you can find us on um, the internet at robcohistoricalsociety.com. Fantastic, right there at your fingertips. But get off of the computer, head on out here to Springfield to check out the museum for yourself and Absolutely. strike up a conversation, of course, with its curator and director, Janet Palmore. We appreciate your time, yes, Janet. Thank you. You are welcome. We have more coming from the Robertson County History Museum when we come back. Complete Service Heat and Air is a trusted provider of top-notch heating and cooling solutions dedicated to ensuring optimal comfort and efficiency for residential and commercial spaces. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way 24-7 service call us at 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. We thrive under the lights. A city of performers. Putting on one heck of a show. Headlining night after night. Welcome to Smashville. At Fred's Flooring, we're your source for quality flooring options. Our extensive experience and knowledge in the industry means we have the expertise to get the job done right. From carpet to tile, hardwood to laminate and luxury vinyl, we have everything you need to find the perfect floor for your home. As the Main Street Award favorite floor store winner for 2023, we know what it takes to satisfy our customers. And with our convenient financing options, you can get your dream floors now and pay over time. Visit fredsfloors.com or call us today. Welcome to Grin Doctors, your trusted pediatric dentistry and orthodontics practice. Achieve healthy, beautiful smiles with our expert care. At Grin Doctors, we are committed to your child's oral health and well-being. Trust Grin Doctors, your pediatric dental home for exceptional care.
We go above and beyond to ensure the comfort and satisfaction of our young patients. Grin Doctors Kids Dental and Orthodontics is right down the street in Old Hickory TN. Easy to get to and in your neighborhood. In 1906, Dr. Robert Tecumseh Burt, an African-American surgeon, opened the first hospital in Clarksville. Open to all, it grew to have 33 patient rooms and much more. Dr. Burt's story and other stories of historical figures and places are now being compiled by Shanna Thornton, Montgomery County's deputy historian and founder of the Clarksville-Montgomery County African-American Legacy Trail, who's helping with this and more on their work can be found at our website by going to Main Street, Clarksville. Welcome back to Mornings on Main Street. I am honored to introduce you to Mr. John Baker, who is not only a genealogist, a local historian, an author, and shares the story of the Washingtons of Wessington Plantation here out of Robinson County. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for Thank your time. You. you are very welcome. There is a exhibit that you guys recently had a ribbon cutting here mm -hmm. at the Robertson County History Museum. Mm -hmm. Share a little bit more about what can be found here. Okay, it tells about the uh, enslaved population from Washington Plantation after they were emancipated. A lot of people come and look at the model of the plantation and they want to know what happened to the individuals uh, after they were freed. So many of them started their own churches, own schools, uh, businesses. Uh, many of them became uh, landowners. Some of them on the uh, property that they were formerly owned on. So they made some great accomplishments. You're seeing some of the exhibit now as we are talking about this, as Mr. Baker is sharing your four plus decades of work. Yeah, nearly and it, five. <laughs> nearly five decades. And it all started with a page in a school book. That is where it started for you. Can you give right. us a little bit of history on your work? Okay. Uh, I saw a seventh grade social studies book. There was a photograph entitled Black Tennesseans. And I, fa I was fascinated uh, by this photo, but I had no idea that my great-great-grandfather and mother were in this uh, photograph until my grandmother told me. And after she told me that, uh, her brother told me that the descendants of the plantation owners still resided in the mansion, so I contacted them. I went there for a visit. They told me that they had deposited all the records from the plantation in the state archives. It's now 69 rows of microfilm, over 11,000 documents, and I've gone through all this many times, tracing not only my ancestry, but those of uh, all the people that were enslaved there. And that was 455 individuals from 1796 to 1865. Wow, that is a lot of work. And it started yeah. <laughs> with that first interview when you were in seventh grade. You right. started inter interviewing people at that time. Right. I interviewed uh, probably 30 individuals who ranged in age from 80 to 107 years old. So as you're doing this interview, these interviews as a seventh grader, you're talking with this older generation, mm -hmm. you're hearing their stories. Did you think at that time as a seventh grader, I mean, did you have any um, foresight that this is what would be? Become, no, I had no idea. What is it like now, looking back at the work that you've done and what you have helped um, people learn, help family members of those who are at this plantation learn? Well, it's rewarding to help so many people find their ancestors because it's probably not a week that passes by that someone in the world <laughs> doesn't contact me and say their ancestors came from Westington or their family worked there and they want to know more about their family history. So I can provide that assistance for them. What has it been like for you through the years as you're, you read these documents, you looked at you know what was here on the plantation. Mm -hmm. What was that like for you? Was, was that challenging in any way? Was it hard to read these stories? Well, uh, not really because when I got into it, the more I found, the more I wanted to find to uncover you know previous generations. So 
I was, you know, <clears throat> I, I feel like it was meant to be. Right. Exactly. It was meant for one of you my to great see aunt, the picture. Yeah, one of my great aunts, and she died when she was 99 and a half, and she used to tell me that my ancestors found me instead of me finding them. And it what? seems that way. <laughs> <laughs> she said they knew that, that you'd do something with the story. Uh, she said, look at all the other people that have come before you and gone that was closer, you know, to them, and nobody did anything. So she said it was meant for you to do it. What piece of your your research has really stuck with you? Like, what is something that really sticks out in your mind that just captured you, you know? Uh, finding that uh, people were landowners on the former uh, plantation that they were enslaved on, you know, that was a great accomplishment. Uh, when they were given voting rights, it was 100% participation or enrollment for voting. Uh, that they charged it. Uh, started churches, schools, and many businesses. Uh, one guy, uh, Alonzo Wright, he was the grandson of a former slave. He was the first millionaire in Cleveland, Ohio, like in the 19-teens. So uh, there were a lot of other businesses and a lot of success stories. That's incredible. And I mean, like as you just said, so many success stories of mm -hmm. those who you know, were slaves at one point on this plantation who moved on right. um, after that. When people come in, what do you want them to keep in mind as they walk through this exhibit? Yeah, the, uh, keep in mind the struggles and the achievements of, of our ancestors. That's, and where can we find more of your work? Where can we okay. read what you've done? Okay, I've written a book, The Washingtons of West and the Plantation, Stories of My Family's Journey to Freedom. It's on all major bookstores. It's on Amazon. There's a documentary called Westington Plantation, A Family's Road to Freedom uh, on YouTube, and it's been viewed two million times or more. Are you surprised with that number? Well, I was when I first got to the first million, <laughs> so it, it continues. As you've done this and people are reaching out and being like, Mr. Baker, can you, you know, share an interview with us? Can you talk with us? Can you, you know, talk to us about the work that you've done and mm -hmm. the research and what you've helped families find? Were you surprised to hear from all these outlets? No, not really, because, okay. I, it, uh, because probably now there's probably over 100,000 descendants from Westington, so I'm not surprised by that. So many people reaching out. Well, it's incredible, again, the work that you've done. I got an email right before I left. Oh, did <laughs> so you? Somebody <laughs> found out they had ties to Westington. Something else I found to be just absolutely incredible is the Washington family tree that, mm -hmm. you, you, that you have written out. Okay. How long did that take you? Okay, the Washington tree took me 16 hours to uh, do it, and it, it spans 11 generations from 1760 to 2013. And then I did the Terry family tree, and there's about 1,500 members on that, and it took me 36 hours to do that one. Wow. I, would, I just want to sit down and buy you a cup of coffee and continue <laughs> to talk with you. Anything that I haven't asked that you would want to share with those out no, there? No, I think you've covered everything that I can think of. Well, that always makes me feel good. <laughs> Thank you so much, Thank you. Mr. Baker, for your time. Again, once again, you can see Mr. John Baker's work, his book, The Washingtons of Westington Plantation, Stories of My Family's Journey to Freedom. Be sure to check that out. Look that up. Again, thank you so thank much. You. We'll be right back. We have more coming up after this commercial break. Your favorite wine tasting experience is back. The Hendersonville Rotary Club's Wine and Roses Fundraising Gala. Everything you loved and more. Saturday, March the 2nd. Prepare your taste buds for elegant wines, smooth whiskeys, craft beers, and exceptional food. Browse through the silent auction. All to benefit over 25 local charities, schools, and scholarships. Wine and Roses. Saturday, March the 2nd at Our Lady of the Lake Catholic Church, Hendersonville. HendersonvilleRotary.org. 
What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, um, that's going to be our, our mission to our customers, is to always improve the quality of life. Um, that's from taking care of your past to a friendly voice on the phone when you call to a technician that comes out, he's competent, he's going to solve the problem for you. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests and we'll always have your back. Sherry's Hope is dedicated to sharing the hope of Christ, protecting the health of our community, and supporting those who are fighting cancer. You can be a champion of hope this season. When you give monthly to Sherry's Hope, you help meet the needs of families in our community as they are battling cancer. Your monthly gift of $10 or more gives hope all year. Together, we can make a difference. Welcome to Protein Snack Shop, your destination for healthy and delicious low-carb snacks. Our specialty lies in providing protein-packed desserts that are perfect for those following a keto diet. Our products are made with high-quality ingredients, ensuring that you can satisfy your cravings without compromising your health goals. From a variety of flavors and options to choose from, you can enjoy guilt-free snacking while staying on track with your fitness journey. Don't miss out on our limited time offer. Discover Protein Snack Shop today. We are getting ready to touch on an iconic car. It's one that now goes from zero to 60 and can do so in about 2.5 seconds. We are talking the Corvette and a special place where you can check out many of these iconic cars. We have Tom Atkinson here to share us with us more about the Corvette Museum. Hey, Tom. Put your foot on the accelerator and go to Bowling Green. <laughs> Heck yes. Are you a big car guy? Not really, but I don't know who would not be excited to see those beautiful Corvettes and learn learn their story. It's um, It surprises a lot of people that the only place Corvettes are made is about 75 miles north of Nashville at Bowling Green, Kentucky. That's crazy. It Well, that's a, it's <laughs> a very specialized assembly line, and there's only one of them. Uh, well, tell us about the museum. So, Ken, does it walk you through the history of the Corvette? It, it does that and, and much, much more. The point of the museum really is to show how that car is integrated into American pop culture. Hmm. It's everywhere. It's in movies and television shows. And, hey, it's in the Barbie movie. Um, uh, it's... It, it really resonates through many, many aspects of American culture. And that's what's notable about this. There are plenty of car museums and you say, Ooh, that's, that's a neat car or that's a collect neat collection of cars. But this is a car with a, uh, with a cultural impact. And so it's, it's great to go through there, even if you don't care about cars. Well, I love in your article, you really, really touch on all the history of the Corvette and highlight different periods. What was your favorite, I guess, piece of information that you took away from visiting the museum? I think it's just wild to read about the earliest Corvettes. My, the, the vehicle came out in 1953. It was GM's response to soldiers coming back from World War II who'd seen these nice European sports cars. And so they said, we can build something like this too. Their first effort at it 
was received pretty well by people who looked at the car. The people who drove the car said, eh, it's not that <laughs> impressive. It was underpowered. It didn't ride like a sports car. And they had a designer come in uh, uh, who's, who just changed it almost mm -hmm. in, a, in a couple of years and created the car that we noted, the, the, the origins of the fancy high-performance sports car that we know now. And, you know, that car, that car almost didn't succeed. It's crazy to think that it almost flopped. Yes. Now we're into the eighth generation of okay. Corvettes. The one that you mentioned, it's not every Corvette that can go from zero to 60 in 2.5 seconds. It's, it's some special, special models. <laughs> but uh, indeed, they are powerful, powerful cars. One of the neat things about the museum, when you go in the front door, you're on a boulevard. It's called Corvette Boulevard. Cool. And people, if they want to, can buy their, they've already bought their Corvettes. They come to the museum to pick them up and they are polished up and prepped up. And, and it's just really cool because you see somebody come in, he says, that's my car. And that driver gets in, he gets instruction from somebody from the factory and then drives out the building. It's, you know, as I said, drives out the building to the freedom of the road. It's a, it's cool to watch that. Can you share with us how Bowling Green landed the manufacturing, uh, to be the manufacturing spot for Corvettes and the museum? Well, early on, it was in Detroit and it went to St. Louis for a short while. And then GM established that plant there. And just the, the, all the concentration was, was in one place. Gotcha. And okay. um, I'm pretty sure I'm right that it was a, 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 an assembly plant from, the, from scratch. The, the two earlier places in Detroit and, and St. Louis, they were adaptations of, exist, of existing manufacturing plants. The Corvette plant was designed for that vehicle. Okay. And right now, this month, there are not tours, but, but when GM makes them available, you can get factory tours that are administered through the museum. So when you're looking for a trip up there, look on the website of the museum and see whether there are factory tours as well. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Last question for you, unless you have something else, how much are tickets to get into the museum? I am sorry that I do not know, but- Oh, well, that's okay. <clears throat> well, <laughs> that's what websites are for. Let me tell you something else that's worth it, even though the, the prices are pretty shocking in some in some regards. Across the interstate is a there is a road track there. Also part of the museum operation. You can get driven around that road course by a by a professional driver, or you can pay to drive a Corvette yourself around that road course. It's more than three miles long or you can take a course that lasts a half a day and then fly around that, that course. Uh, those are special treats. They cost a bundle in, in, in my, but the one time I got to do that, somebody had given it to um, his spouse 
for a, a birthday present. Uh-huh. And she was just delighted. <laughs> I bet that sounds like a great time. Thank you for sharing the Corvette Museum out of Bowling Green with us. Thank you so much. Keep traveling. Oh, we'll do it. Flying around that course, I can only imagine. All right, stick with us. We're coming back. Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel. Urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. We thrive under the lights. A city of performers. Putting on one heck of a show. Headlining night after night. Welcome to Smashville. Complete Service Heat and Air is a trusted provider of top-notch heating and cooling solutions dedicated to ensuring optimal comfort and efficiency for residential and commercial spaces. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way 24-7 service call us at 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. At Fred's Flooring, we're your source for quality flooring options. Our extensive experience and knowledge in the industry means we have the expertise to get the job done right. From carpet to tile, hardwood to laminate and luxury vinyl, we have everything you need to find the perfect floor for your home. As the Main Street Award favorite floor store winner for 2023, we know what it takes to satisfy our customers. And with our convenient financing options, you can get your dream floors now and pay over time. Visit fredsfloors.com or call us today. For more than 160 years, this house has been a fixture in Pulaski. This house was used as a hospital during Pulaski's occupation in the war between the states. And for the last 75 years, the structure has housed American Legion Post 60. To celebrate, there is a party happening Saturday the 24th. Read more on the history and upcoming events by going to MainStreetMedia.tn.com. Find the Pulaski Citizen. Creating a healthy alternatives when it comes to either a snack or to make sure that people are getting the proper nutrition in their diets. I've loved just chatting already with both Dana and Sunny Hampton, who we have here, the owners of Protein Snack Shop in Smyrna. For, thank you guys so much for giving us your time. Yes, oh, thank, thank you. you for coming. You are welcome. What is your favorite part about this incredible business that you've created? Honestly, it's seeing the look on people's faces when they try our products for the first time. Um, lighting up and just being excited and they're like there's no way this is sugar-free there's no way this is healthy there's no way that this is gluten-free and from little kids to elderly people with diabetes um, getting them to be able to eat something for the first time that they have not been able to have for years Mm -hmm. and enjoying it Mm -hmm. that is truly I think well and hearing the success stories of the elderly in nursing homes how you know most of them I was a consultant pharmacist for the last six years of my career before this. Mm-hmm. Most of them, if you look at 
the documentation of how the pesticide failure to thrive. They don't want to do it anymore. They don't want to eat or drink. They don't want any more of those terrible supplement drinks. They don't get protein because the sweet taste buds last to go. That's why grandma and grandpa, when they're in a nursing home, they always want donuts and cakes and pies because they can't taste anything. And everybody can relate to that with COVID, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think all of us now have compassion for that. So um, getting the feedback where people that were losing weight, brittle patients that were very fragile, putting weight back on. Mm -hmm. So how amazing is it to maybe be a part of a journey where grandma or mom or dad or grandpa live another six or nine months and enjoy their life? It has been incredible to hear that. Yes. Uh, we have an amazing consultant dietitian that has believed in us and has walked us through. And that is literally, it lights up our day to hear uh, the feedback she's giving us and success. Even cancer patients. Mm -hmm. Cancer patients have such a hard time eating and getting the nutrients that they need. I know because both of my parents have had cancer. And as my mom was going through her double breast cancer, being able to eat a cheesecake instead of having to drink an Ensure shake that she can barely get down mm -hmm. and feel good. Food is comfort, right? When we're emotional, we turn to food. When we are happy, we turn to food. When we're sad, we turn to food. Food is comfort, and it should be. But it should also be used as medicine. If we're eating the right things, that can cure us of so much. Yeah, um, it can, true. inflammation in the body, just everything. And people go out there, and, and the bottom line is that people really don't know what healthy food is. So many people we talk to, they think they're eating healthy because of what they've heard or what they've read. And they think going and buying granola bars is healthy. Eating granola, right, is healthy. Like, and they just don't understand what's really in what they're eating. Our passion and our goal has been to create something that is not, for a better way to say it, chemical sludge with some protein in it. Like, we don't use preservatives, we use real foods. And it's been really hard because we don't have long shelf lives. We've been fortunate to learn about blast freezing, so we're able to blast freeze our cheesecakes and give them a really long shelf life. Um, but learning the ways around that, we have a nitrogen flush packaging machine, so we don't have any oxygen in our package, it's nitrogen. That's what gives us our shelf life, instead of having to add in preservatives. Um, we just have a passion about bringing really good quality protein, desserts, and bars to the market. People want to eat healthy. They just really don't know how, That's and there's nice. not a lot out there for them. We would ask people as we were doing events, and you could, they don't even know, really know what a protein source is. And so you think everybody kind of has a baseline knowledge. Um, and that's been kind of the, the second part of our passion is to help educate. Um, we really want to, you know, we've got some blogs, and we started a podcast. We just didn't have the time, and we couldn't get the people on. But people really responded well to the education piece. Our whole theme was educate and inspire. Um, and, and we had some amazing inspirational stories, but the education piece people really clung on to, and, I, and it tells me that people really do want to know what being healthy looks like, but they just don't know, and so they're learning that, and that's been a passion is helping them through that journey. Well, and there's so much misinformation out there, too. We transitioned just a little bit, and they have allowed me to come into their kitchen area. Of course, you have to be, um, as you guys said, garbed up the coat and the hairnet of course but i get to try a couple other products i have not tried it before this minute because again i'm curious i've had protein bars and again my biggest complaint usually is tastes like dirt it just bars. doesn't it, <laughs> yes you can taste you know you can taste that there it's just it doesn't have a lot of good flavor to it and when you want a snack you want something again healthy and with good flavor so i'm so curious about this we have a couple of them the raspberry cheesecake and the key lime in front of me how many different um uh, options do you have so for our cheesecakes we have seven different flavors mm -hmm. currently uh, last year we did a flavor of the month 
And so we have a ton of other flavors that we've brought out and we can bring back. Um, but we have on hand at all times seven flavors of cheesecake. We have, base, yep. we have two bars, a peanut butter bar and a caramel bar that are sugar-free, gluten-free, high protein, and then we have a cinnamon sugar donut muffin. And then the whole shelf stable. And then our shelf, that's of our keto line. And then our shelf stable line, uh -huh. um, we have blondies and brownies, and those are gluten-free, high protein. Um, the only difference is that they are sweetened with honey. Yeah. <laughs> this is my face because if you will look on my social media, I make cheesecakes probably once or twice a month. I, mm -hmm. When I give gifts, I make homemade cheesecake. Okay. So you're a good judge. I, I kid you not. I kid you not. And my husband does a really good key lime pie cheesecake. Um, I've done chocolate peanut butter. I could not tell the difference between this and the cheesecakes that I make with all the things that you have in it. The cream cheese, the sugar, the eggs, a lot of sugar, a lot of cream cheese. This is incredible. Thank you. you guys are, I mean, this is amazing. And again, she's amazing. <laughs> you are. Uh, she's amazing. <laughs> I, I always just say, I'm, I'm, I'm the dishwasher, you know. No. Uh, but this place would not okay. be a business without him. It would be, it would be a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I want to ask, I want you to share one story with me. And it is the story you were sharing before we turned on the camera um, about a couple of different people who honestly this changed their lives being able to have that protein back in their diet there was one woman um that's now able to play with her son which i think is incredible <gasps> i want you to tell the very that story yes. oh, wow. <laughs> you tell that story so it was actually my birthday yeah. um we everything comes to my phone right so even when we're after hours that way we want to be connected to our customers at all times so she called me and she said um um i know this is probably you know, I don't know who this is, but can you please tell the owners? Um, I just want to tell that have a message to them, convey a message that they have changed my life. I said, "Well, I am, I am one of the owners," and she's like, "No way! I can't believe you're actually answer your phone." I'm like, "She says I had bariatric surgery. Um, I don't know, three months, four months prior." She said, "I've been hospitalized." She said, "I wish I would have never done it." Now she was a physician assistant, and she said, "I know I was overweight, but..." It's kind of like she was pushed into it a little bit, nudged into it, and it's been miserable. She can't keep anything down. She said, I've tried every protein supplement on the market, everything. She said, I've I spent thousands of dollars. She says, I've been so sick that she has to get IVs for all of her nutrients. She has, she has a special needs child she hasn't been able to do anything with. She says, you know, I found your product at one of the local retailers, another small business, um, and they spoke highly of it, and they knew my situation. I was buying some of their meals that they were trying to put together for me. And she says, and she's crying. You were crying? Well, I was crying. <laughs> but she was literally sobbing. And she says, it's changed my life. She says, I can get my protein now. I'm able to play with my little boy again. Um, and it's just been, she's like, it's, I cannot tell you how much it's changed my life. And it was the best birthday present I've ever gotten. Because <laughs> I think you were on the phone there for like an hour. Oh, yeah, because, you know, I mean, I wanted to, I just, you know, like, that's why we're here. Um, and so hearing her story, I mean, and, and hearing just how much it moved her. Mm -hmm. Tell the story of the little girl celiacs. Oh, yeah, that's, so those are probably my two favorites. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were doing Bell Buckle, uh, the Bell Buckle Arts and Craft Fair. And um, this little girl comes up, and she was probably, what, 11, 12? Mm -hmm. She was a taller, um, but you can tell she, she's like, can I try some of your stuff? And I said, well, yes, sweetheart, you can have yourself to anything that we have here. Because it's the time we had vegan, too. It was yeah. good for her. And she says, well, I'm celiac. Is it gluten-free? I said, our whole kitchen's gluten-free. So she kind of goes up and down. I'll say it was about three or four times. 
she's like, she looks at us and she says, she's big tears welling up in her eyes. And she says, you know, I was diagnosed with celiac over a year ago. I was in the hospital for over two months. And she said, I, I go to birthday parties. I don't get to have anything. She goes, I haven't been able to enjoy anything sweet. And she's like, this is amazing. So Dana, tears are streaming down. She was so genuinely moved. It had such an impact on her life. We don't realize that sometimes. And that's why we set down this road. Um, and so it's always, you know, it's always so rewarding when you're working hard and the purpose is our purpose. To hear that is like gold. Yeah. Um, because it makes all the hours, the long days, every day working all worth it. Um, so, yeah, those are two stories that are really life-changing. I'll never forget any of those conversations, for sure. We've had a lot of others, and I'm not trying to be bragging, but we've had a lot of other, like, people that reach out and said, you know, I've been on a journey of weight loss, and I'm down 45 pounds, and sweets were always where I got stuck. And she's like, having your products is helped me along the journey just this big thank you she's become I think a lot of our customers are like our, become our like family. our family because it's it's who we are it's uh, is, is if we stay small if we get huge well that's our DNA and we never want to lose that where can we find your product you can order it online we ship all over the United States um, there's multiple retailers throughout actually several states now through Middle Tennessee our shelf stable line you can find it at all the Publix in Tennessee it's on the local Tennessee end cap uh, also the twice dailies mm -hmm. a lot of the twice dailies carry our shelf stable line um, we're about to launch our cheesecakes in Hy-Vee's grocery store and fast mm -hmm. and fresh in Iowa um, and the health mart and the health marts so we're, we're getting out there our, we have a locator page on our website that um, you can get on there and we actually have most of our retailers listed a lot of food meal prep companies meal prep companies coffee shops yeah. yes fantastic and again you can read some of the reviews about protein snack shop there on the website and I encourage you to check more of those reviews out thank you both thank you Dana Sunny thank you for your time uh -huh. thank you for sharing your story and that's the beauty of this is everyone has a story every business has a start and we got to hear your why so thank you we appreciate thank it so thank you so much anytime all right we have so much more coming we'll be right back this is incredible Welcome to Protein Snack Shop, your destination for healthy and delicious low-carb snacks. Our specialty lies in providing protein-packed desserts that are perfect for those following a keto diet. Our products are made with high-quality ingredients, ensuring that you can satisfy your cravings without compromising your health goals. From a variety of flavors and options to choose from, you can enjoy guilt-free snacking while staying on track with your fitness journey. Don't miss out on our limited-time offer. Discover Protein Snack Shop today. Your favorite wine tasting experience is back. The Hendersonville Rotary Club's Wine and Roses Fundraising Gala. Everything you loved and more. Saturday, March the 2nd. Prepare your taste buds for elegant wines, smooth whiskeys, craft beers, and exceptional food. Browse through the silent auction. All to benefit over 25 local charities, schools, and scholarships. Wine and Roses. Saturday, March the 2nd at Our Lady of the Lake Catholic Church, Hendersonville. HendersonvilleRotary.org. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, um, that's going to be our, our mission to our customers, is to always improve the quality of life. Um, that's from taking care of your past to a friendly voice on the phone when you call, to a technician that comes out, he's competent, he's going to solve the problem for you. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests. 
and we'll always have your back. Welcome to Grin Doctors, your trusted pediatric dentistry and orthodontics practice. Achieve healthy, beautiful smiles with our expert care. At Grin Doctors, we are committed to your child's oral health and well-being. Trust Grin Doctors, your pediatric dental home for exceptional care. We go above and beyond to ensure the comfort and satisfaction of our young patients. Grin Doctors Kids Dental and Orthodontics is right down the street in Old Hickory TN. Easy to get to and in your neighborhood. Welcome back to Mornings on Main Street. I am thrilled to highlight the upcoming special kids race happening right here in Murfreesboro on March 9th. That is a Saturday. To tell us all about it and how special your registration dollars are, we have the Executive Director of Special Kids Therapy Center here in Murfreesboro. We have Chris Truelove. We have the Course Director, Scott Flowers. Thank you both very much. Thanks Thank for you. having us. I'm excited to hear about this. How special is this run and how big has it gotten? It's very special, and it's uh, as we were talking earlier. Uh, this is it's grown to a great community event, not just about the race, mm -hmm. uh, but making bringing awareness to special kids in the community and helping us to raise some much needed dollars so that we can care for all the children in our community who have special health care needs. And if you're not familiar with Special Kids Therapy and Nursing Center here in Murfreesboro, it has been around now for you said 25 years. 25 years, yes. Helping kids with what? Kids who have uh, developmental delays or other medical issues, uh, children with autism, um, feeding disorders, seizure disorders, and those are just to name a few of the diagnoses that children we care for. And let me share with you, they help nearly 500 kids, what, annually? Yeah, actually over 600 kids 600. annually, yes. Okay, that's incredible. Yeah. And as far as this race is concerned, it is a 5K, a 10K, and a 15K, and is that 15K, correct? 15K, yes, correct. And we also have a one-mile fun run for the kids. So we, we hit all the distances, but it is, it's one of the more unique races where you do, I mean, you, you kind of have a distance for, you know, all, all runners. Mm -hmm. And even if you're not a runner, hey, everybody go walk a mile, you know, go, go walk or run a mile with mm -hmm. your kid. And yeah, we, we, we have a great time. I feel like it's a, it's a great course. Uh, the 15 and the 10K go through the Stones River battlefield. So, I mean, that, that's pretty unique. Um, and, you know, all the 15, 10 and 5Kers, they're, they're going to get a medal as well. So, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a really cool event. I encourage everybody to come out. And they get a t-shirt as well. That's Sorry. right. I love get a cool t-shirt. Run, walk, or roll. And we actually have some of our kids come, and they roll the, the one-mile family fun run. I love that. <laughs> I want to slap my hand for saying race. It is not a race. It is a community event yes. and a growing one at that. 5,000 people you were sharing before we got started turned out last year. So we actually had, it was it was 2,600 we had okay. last year. So so 5,000 when you include all the spectators. Gotcha. So, you know, what we've always talked about is, and, and really we've talked about this since year one, is and, and right now we're projected to be somewhere around 2,600 to 3,000. You know, we'll, we'll get quite a few that last week as well. But we're approaching 2,000 right now. Uh, so you know for for every runner you 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 usually have on average one spectator now that's on average some mm -hmm. are going to have four some may not have any and that's okay but we always talk about you know of course the race brings brings in a lot of 
financial dollars mm -hmm. for the organization but there's no way you can put a price tag on the amount of awareness you know a lot of a lot of people like me you know I, i've been involved with special kids for a long time but i mean you got people that that come to the race that that don't know anything about special kids you, you cannot put a price tag on the amount of awareness i've been saying that since year one is you know at the at the end of the race and we know how much dollars we've brought in through registrants and through sponsorship dollars and that's awesome that is amazing but you have no idea who may come to the race as a spectator or as a participant and, and doesn't know anything about special kids and maybe a few years down the road they decide they want to support mm -hmm. you know so I, I, the awareness to me is a huge deal mm -hmm. and 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 it is I mean it's it's roughly around 5,000 people when you take in the amount of participants and spectators mm -hmm. yes well and speaking of the awareness turning back to those registration dollars how is that used and if not for these registration dollars and the growth of this this community event mm -hmm. what would these kids go without well, a lot of the kids would go on someone else's waiting list. The, the skilled nursing program withstanding because no one else is providing that, that type of care in a clinic type setting. Uh, but the dollars that we raise and that we are, are able to clear from the race are invaluable to help us provide care for children who are, have special health care needs and they need the services that we provide. Um, and they can't pay for it. Right. Most people, most of us can't go and say, I want to have a nurse take care of me for eight hours and pay mm -hmm. out of pocket for that. Mm -hmm. And if your insurance doesn't cover, or even if it does, your copay, mm -hmm. co-insurances, it's just a lot on our families. And so this means so much to us on the team. And we're just so grateful for Scott and all his uh, teammates on the committee who put this race on for us every year. Well, thank you guys for getting this together and for doing what you do for the kids here with Special Kids. Is there anything that I haven't asked that people would need to know? Come out on Saturday, March 9th to MMC and have a great time. We're going to have a family fun zone as well great. with several vendors uh, for the participants. We have food, uh, all kinds of things to do and, and, and uh, for the kids. Uh, it's going to be a successful event, I know for sure. Thank you both very much. Once again, we have Chris Trulove, the Executive Director with Special Kids Therapy and Nursing Center, Course Director as well, Scott Flowers. Thank you both for your time. Thank you. Hope is dedicated to sharing the hope of Christ, protecting the health of our community, and supporting those who are fighting cancer. You can be a champion of hope this season. When you give monthly to Sherry's Hope, you help meet the needs of families in our community as they are battling cancer. Your monthly gift of $10 or more gives hope all year. Together, we can make a difference. Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel. Urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800 room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. Complete Service Heat and Air is a trusted provider of top-notch heating and cooling solutions dedicated to ensuring optimal comfort and efficiency for residential and commercial spaces. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way 24-7 service call us at 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties.
Here's a look at some of the nearly 500 attendees at a public briefing held at Cheatham Middle School on the 13th. Why the turnout? People wanted to make their feelings clear on where they stand on what's being proposed on the Tennessee Valley Authority Cheatham Generation site. It was in May 2023 TVA announced the 900 megawatt simple cycle combustion turbine plant and battery storage facility. Read more and get community reaction at MainStreetMediaTN.com. Go over to Cheatham County Exchange. I love when we have animals in. I love it. And Arlen is with us. Good to meet you. Good to meet you guys too. Thank you for having me. Arlie, what is this crawling in my head? <laughs> so this is Sumac and she is one of our Ambassador Eastern Box Turtles. So Eastern Box Turtles are a subspecies of box turtles found throughout all of the Eastern United States. Um, from all the way up in Maine, all the way down to Florida, and even as far out west as Texas. Now, um, a lot of people don't know this, but these guys are threatened, are they not? They are considered a vulnerable species, um, and the main threats that can actually hit these guys are things like habitat loss, uh, being hit by cars on the road, and even the pet trade. I was going to ask, there was a time when having a box turtle you could go to a pet store and just buy a box turtle or you know people you know my dad would hunt and he would find a turtle and would bring a yeah. turtle home you know for yeah us. since they are a native species they can be found pretty much throughout all of this state here but in tennessee it is actually illegal to have a, a box turtle as a pet um, since they are a protected species we just don't want people to just be able to own one um, like it's nothing. So. Right, right. And there's a difference to um, and, and these beautiful turtles. Can we turn where, where the camera can see this beautiful shell on it? Yeah. They're very different. The alligator snapping turtle, um, people will go, and I tried to move one of those off the road, was not a pleasant experience. Yeah. Just, just letting you know they have a very long neck and they <laughs> look very, very different. Yes. They don't have, their shells are not as pretty. Yes. The box turtle has a really pretty shell. Yes. Um, and if you turn it sideways, can you turn it where the, the camera can see? Yes. Now, this is the one that was in the race with the hair. I'm going to yes. tell you, this one won the race because they're not she did. slow. No, you can see that nothing stops her. So box turtles are actually characterized by that high dome uh, uh -huh. carapace, which is this top portion of the shell. Um, and they get their name box turtle because of the hinged plastron, which is the bottom portion of the shell. As you can see, it kind of hinges a little bit. Yeah. So it allows them to kind of enclose themselves uh, kind of like in a box. When they lay eggs, are they the leathery eggs that you hear about with turtles? Are they the leathery ones? Um, I think they're okay. a little bit softer, but typically mm. they lay about two to eight eggs uh, per season. So it's not very many eggs. Um, and because of that, that's why it's so important to understand their nesting sites and any potential disease, diseases that could hit those young populations. And Devin, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the zoo is actually studying box turtles yes. here on site. So if you're at the zoo, um, you may see a box turtle on the pathway or just off the pathway, and you might see that that box turtle has a number on it or a series of numbers and letters. We're tracking all of these. It may also have like a tracking device on it because we're doing some research to try to figure out 
what their range is, um, where they travel to, how many are on grounds and whatnot. Are you familiar with that program? Yeah. So Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. Our, uh, our, the Nashville Zoo's ectotherm staff actually does a really cool conservation project on grounds using telemetry technology, which is like a little radio transmitter that they put on their shelves whenever they find any uh, box turtles on grounds. They're able to better understand their population sizes and numbers. They're, they found some nesting sites um, and, again, diseases that could hit the population. So it helps to be able um, to help the populations grow and, and succeed over time. Right. And they, and they know which ones are males and which ones are females, and they can use that to determine are the males moving from range to range, do the females have a range, all different kinds of information. Exactly. Are you my mama? <laughs> She's like, I want some food. Speaking of, what do they eat? What do you feed them? Yeah, these guys are pretty opportunistic omnivores, so they can eat a wide variety of plants, mushrooms, fruits, and insects. I know that Sumac personally loves her earthworms. She loves munching uh, on her earthworms. And who doesn't, really? I mean, right, yeah. don't we all? You know. They get a little bit more mature. They're able to move on to more uh, a more vegetarian or will, herbivore diet. Will you connect her with a mate here because you're in the mm -hmm. conservation program? Mm -hmm. um, she currently is housed with a male. Uh, his name is Squirt. He's really cute. Um, but we, <laughs> Squirt and Sumac. I love yes. it. And then we have a hickory as well. We have three eastern box turtles. Mm -hmm. um, currently, we are we don't have any breeding plans underway for them right now. But who's to say that we will Never in the know. future? Never exactly. know. Coming up on Valentine's Day. Exactly. You know, it could happen. <laughs> what is turtle courtship like? Oh, gosh. Um, That's awkward. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we have a couple of uh, other box turtles who we've, like, tried to put together to see if they um, can meet. Um, and they kind of just stack on top of each other. That's, they take it slow. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I just walked in one day, and I saw them on top of each other, and I was like, okay, cool. That's, wow. that's what's happening. Yeah, takes a while to lose them up. Yeah. It must be super hard <laughs> with the shell, too. I can only imagine. Yeah. That. I, I, I just wondered what their courtship was like. If and, and do males and females have different colors? Like birds have the, the males are brighter, whatever. Yeah, how do you tell the difference? Mm -hmm. So, them. typically... Um, Males have different tails, so I, I believe their tails are a bit shorter and, and thicker, and then the females have a bit of longer um, and, and thinner tails. Um, and also the way that their toes curve can also be an indicator of males versus females. I have heard that their eye color. Their eye color as well, yeah. Males tend to have the reddish eyes or orangish, and then females tend to have more brown eyes. Gotcha. So yeah, she's got like reddish brownish eyes. We thrive under the lights. A city of performers. Putting on one heck of a show. Headlining night after night. Welcome to Smashville. Your favorite wine tasting experience is back. The Hendersonville Rotary Club's Wine and Roses Fundraising Gala. Everything you loved and more. Saturday, March the 2nd. Prepare your taste buds for elegant wines, smooth whiskeys, craft beers, and exceptional food. Browse through the silent auction. All to benefit over 25 local charities, schools, and scholarships. Wine and Roses. Saturday, March the 2nd at Our Lady of the Lake Catholic Church, Hendersonville. HendersonvilleRotary.org. 
Thanks for being here with us today. Don't forget to download our mobile app, Main Street Media TV Mobile. You'll be able to look back at a number of shows there. You can also follow Mornings on Main Street on Facebook as well as YouTube. And then, of course, our streaming services on Apple, Amazon, and Roku. And if there is someone doing cool things in your area, a story that you think we need to share, well, please send that idea to me at smiller at Main Street Media. TN.com. Again, thanks for being here. Have a wonderful weekend. We will see you next week.